0: I'm Erica Cruz Guevara and you're listening to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. Yo. Let me take you back to the mid-2000s in the Bay, the MySpace days back when we were still typing www, when every other profile photo was of someone holding their camera way too far up above their heads, looking up, lips pursed in that duck face, holding up a peace sign, and when this was just about everyone's MySpace song. If you're from the Bay, Super High Feet is just one of those songs that a DJ will play at a bar or a club and that will instantly make you move. And the man behind this beat and so many other classics of the Bay Area hi movement was Traxamillion, whose beats defined Bay Area sound in the 2000s and for years to come. <laughs> Earlier this month, on January 2nd, Traximilian, born Sultan Banks, died at his aunt's home in Santa Clara, where he was receiving at-home care for nasopharyngeal cancer. He was 42. Today, an audio love letter to Traximilian, his legacy, and how he helped define Bay Area sound forever.
1: There would be no hyphy movement without Traxxamillion's productions.
0: This is Nastia Voynovskaya, associate editor for KQED Arts and Culture. She recently wrote a remembrance for Traxxamillion with KQED's Gabe Maline and Pindarvis Harsha.
1: Like a producer makes the beat, but sometimes they do more than that. It, it is a little vague in hip hop. Like sometimes it just means like someone made a beat and like emailed it over. But I think like he did much more than that. Like he would kind of make the beats for his artists like from scratch he would work with them on writing the hook and like the overall composition of the songs he produced some of the most well-known tracks out of the Bay Area from the 2000s like glamorous lifestyle by the Jacka Sideshow, which is actually his own song featuring too short and the Safab. Hey yo, tracks, let me see what you got. I'll rap it, the beat, don't not. San Francisco Anthem by San Quinn. Yeah, we're in
0: my city, nobody flying Say something for you, a got to fly, on fire. Street stayed cooking, girl, you look for a boyfriend to keep on looking.
1: Grown Man On by Devon Hood stars. The list just goes on and on. He, I guess, was a producer more so in the traditional sense in, in music and more than just a beat maker, as a lot of the artists I talk to put it.
0: I mean, these are Bay Area anthems, but what I think I find so interesting about Traximilian is that unlike most legends in the Bay Area who are from the city or Oakland or Richmond or Vallejo, he was actually from San Jose. Can you actually tell me a little bit about his background?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So he was actually born in New Jersey, and his family moved to San Jose when he was nine years old. And um, when he was 12, his grandmother gave him a keyboard, and he learned to produce by just copying the songs off the radio. Wow. Um, So, yeah, by the time he was 14, he already started rapping and battles and making his own mixtapes. And um, in his early days in San Jose, he started out in a group called Lackadaisical, which was this rap trio sort of inspired by Souls of Mischief. Um, Mm. But then over the course of his career, he became much more known as a producer than a rapper, although rapping was part of his um, powers as a producer.
0: Nasty, take me back to when the hyphy movement wasn't really recognized by, like, the national rap scene. What was happening in the Bay Area's music scene at that time, and where did Trax Million kind of come in?
1: In the early 2000s, the hyphy movement was this super youth-driven subculture. It, it was all about partying, sideshows, um, drugs were definitely a part of it. Um, at the time, it was this regional thing, and there were kind of um, these super producers in hip-hop that were getting known nationally. Like, there were the Neptunes and Timbaland and stuff like that. And the Bay Area hip-hop community also felt like they needed someone like that.
0: The main conversations going on it was like we need to be able to compete on a national level
1: trackademics is a hip-hop producer who also came out around the same time as tracks a million
0: our region didn't really have like signature sounds you know and um tracks a million he was one of the dudes that came out with like a fully fledged like his sound for the for the time you know you could just feel that that um you know he was going to be somebody who was going to bring some, some of the best music. So Traxamillion's breakthrough hit was "Super Hyphy" with Keek the Sneak," which oh my god just always takes me back to like MySpace days. Can you tell me the story of how Traxamillion made such a breakthrough with this song?
1: Yeah, so Traxamillion actually talked about how he came up with the beat for "Super Hyphy" on the dad bod. Rap Pod podcast, which is actually hosted by Damon Carter, who was in his first rap group, Lackadaisical. Quick story is, I was at my mom's house. My cousins came over, young boys, drunk. A Million actually at a party saw some of these younger folks doing this dance, and he thought to himself, "Like, I need a beat to go with this dance they're doing." I started dancing. So I was just trying to figure out a beat that just kind of went with that. What's up, so uh, they was just in a little dancing, and that was the beat I came up with. So he made the beat for Super Hyphy, and he put it on a CD with um, two other songs, and he actually found Keek the Sneak backstage at a show and handed him the CD. I heard Keek had a show in Santa Cruz,
0: actually caught him leaving the show on his way from the, like, the back door backstage, handed him the CD. was like, yo, check it.
1: Keek didn't listen to it for several weeks, but when he heard it, he knew that beat was something. So he recorded super hyphy on it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it down for the Bay Oakland. If it wasn't for the that he's smoking that's what I mean, for sure. Know what I mean, for she's. Know what I mean, for sure Know I mean, what I mean, for she's. Sure. Know I mean, for I don't put that on, that's my word. I don't put that on, that's
0: my word. I don't think they know, that's my
1: word.
0: How big of a turning point was Super Hyphi for the Haipu Movement?
1: Super Hyphi really was one of the first hits um, to take the Hyfu Movement National. It charted on Billboard. It gave the Hai movement a soundtrack. It also explained what hyphy was to the rest of the nation. The next word is hyphy. Like, in the music video, there's this really cute part where Keek the Sneak is competing at a spelling bee and his word is hyphy, and he, he has to break it down.
0: What's the origin of the word? The Bay Area. Say it in a sentence.
1: Me and my homies popped purple pills and went hyphy at the sideshow. That beat made that happen and it conveyed that kind of frenetic energy of the hyphy movement at a time when Crunk, which is like the party music out of Atlanta in the 2000s, was um, dominating the radio airwaves. This was sort of the West Coast's answer to that.
0: Coming up, Traximilian was more than just a producer. We'll hear about his work as a creative partner and friend, and the work he was doing before his passing to uplift women who rap in the Bay.
1: Showing your support is easy and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED podcast too at donate.kqed.org/podcast. That's donate.kqed.org/podcast.
0: I also want to talk about how it wasn't just Traxamillion's music that was so influential, right? It was also, like, his relationships with the community of musicians and rappers and producers in the Bay Area. What does Keek the Sneak say about that and, like, about what Traxamillion was like as a creative partner and what his loss means for the Bay Area's creative community?
1: Yeah, I mean, every artist I interviewed about Traxamillion just talked about how he was so humble, such a generous collaborator, and how he he was so enthusiastic. Like, everyone had stories about him hyping them in the studio. Um, <laughs> also, everyone talked about how he was much more than a beatmaker, that he was a true producer with a really nuanced ear for music.
0: It wouldn't be a super high fee if it wasn't for uh, tracks giving me that CD.
1: Keek the Sneak also just mentioned how, beyond music, they really cared about each other and had this really great friendship.
0: You know, he was more than just a producer to me. He was my friend, too, you know? Uh, he wasn't just all about music with us, you know? Man. Yeah, it's just, uh, man, just, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm really at a loss for words.
1: Even though Tracks was best known for his work from the 2000s, he never stopped being active in music. And his latest album was called Sirens. It was from 2021, and it featured over a dozen um, women rappers and singers from the Bay Area. And so one of the folks he worked with on that was Kinky. They made a song together called Big D. So here she is talking about that experience and why he wanted to work with women artists. With that Sirens project, like... Most of the people on there were, I mean, everybody on there was pretty local, you know, still working really hard, you know, a lot of great artists. And um, it's just so much more of a lane, you know, that you could have curated, you know. Mm-hmm. I think people have kind of gotten past this assumption that there can only be like one queen of rap and people want to hear more women's voices. So he was doing his part to make sure that was also happening in the Bay Area. After I was done, you know, he was like, he was crazy, he's like, play it back, play it back. Like that's a hit.
0: Too much talk, not enough harm. Okay. The nigga big dog put that man on my arm. Said the shit is looking up, that's why they looking so alarm. Made the nigga buy the cow, I had the nigga buy the fork. What was your kind of relationship, Nastia, to Traxamillion's music? Um, And like how are you kind of thinking about his loss and reflecting on it right now and his legacy on the Bay Area?
1: Yeah, Traxamillion produced... Some of my all-time favorite Bay Area songs, um, the songs that came out when I was in high school and college. Um when when I was in high school, I actually moved away from the bay, but like his music was something that kept me connected.
0: Mm, I had such a similar experience when I moved to Portland for a little bit and away from the Bay. And I feel like anytime I went to like a bar or club and like a Bay Area or like a Tracks A Million song came on, I knew like I knew who my people were, you know?
1: Yeah. I never interviewed him, unfortunately, but I met him once at Mr. Fab's Dope Era store for at Music Mondays, and I had known him mm. by his beats and didn't know what he looked like, and we struck up a <laughs> conversation, and I realized it was Chaxamillion. Oh, he, my god! He was just so nice, cool, like, humble, down-to-earth person, like, really easy to talk to, and so just hearing everyone's stories of working him in the studio and how genuine he was and and how humble he was and supportive i I definitely got that sense when i met him as well and Mm. yeah it's it's just it's just sad i definitely am feeling this too too short actually put it really well when i interviewed him for this piece um he said that the hyphy movement will never die and you can hear it if you dissect the beats which is totally true that kind of big heavy knock the high energy like that's something that is still so appealing and I think um other artists around the country not just from the bay were starting to recognize that too like tracks worked with city girls on their album from 2020 um he also has an unreleased project with Paul Wall um co-produced by Rob Lowe who's also from the bay area so his impact was only starting to spread and he was only 42, he, he did so much in his life, and he had so much more to do, it's really tragic, and I think his loss will be deeply felt for a long time.
0: Well, Nasia, thank you so much for coming on to, to help remember Million with me. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Erica. Thanks for doing this episode. I, I think it, it'll matter a lot to people.
0: That was Nastia Voynovskaya, associate editor for KQED Arts and Culture. Nastia recently wrote a remembrance for Traxximilian with KQED's Gabe Moline and Pendarvis Harshaw. We'll leave you a link to that piece in our episode notes. I highly recommend that read. Shout out also to the folks at the Dad Bod Rap Pod for letting us use some of the tape from their interview with Traxximilian back in twenty eighteen. We'll leave you a link to their podcast in our episode notes as well. This episode of The Bay was cut and produced by me, Erica Cruz Guevara, and Christopher Beal. Alan Montecilio is our editor. Let's go. If you like this episode, send it to a friend. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps more people find our show. You can always find us on Twitter at The Bay KQED. And I'm at Notorious ECG. And I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thanks for listening, y'all. Talk to you next time.